This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, Episode 36. Thank you for joining me once more for this monthly look at all things AE as we take the written word from AEindex.org and bring it to life or as much life as I can muster to get into my voice. <clears throat> we are looking at what happened in November of 2019. I'm a little behind. I had some motivational issues uh, this weekend and so I'm recording uh, a few days late and that will be so recording the same day I'm putting it up. <clears throat> now that does give me the opportunity to say there have been a lot of sales uh, seeing a lot of things online on sale, lots of Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals. Uh, so hopefully you've been able to take advantage of some of those. I mean, it started earlier in the month with that crazy Amazon Germany uh, deal. People were getting things dirt cheap, you know, but 75% off. And I saw a lot of things. The Titan books that were there, uh, Fantagraphic stuff, uh, some of the Dark Horse stuff was there. So it was all good if you could catch those deals. And then we just, uh, over this Black Friday uh, weekend, I saw some more deals on um, Midtown. Uh, IDW has 25% off at their site, but unfortunately they're not offering media mail anymore. So the shipping is insane right now at the uh, directly from IDW, so you may want to go another way. As well, the two uh, studio editions on Fantagraphics are on sale. 40% off at Fantagraphics.com with um, free ground shipping uh, in the U.S., so that's for the Burns or the Hernandez books. Uh, they're not offering the discount on pre-orders. So that's something to keep in mind there. And then, of course, there's deals everywhere else. I saw something on cheap graphic novels. Um, like I said, uh, in-stock trades. That's you got to look around, but there's things out there for sure. So things from the world. Take advantage of it if you can. Uh, I mean, for the U.S. public, that's pretty much this is the end of the, uh, the sale season. Uh, at least for the U.S. In Canada, we sell boxing to look forward to, but it seems recently the Black Friday Cyber Monday deals are a better discount than the Boxing Day sale. So that's always a bit disappointing, but uh, I do an annual pilgrimage to Toronto, uh, or if you're not from the area, it's Tor- uh, Toronto. <clears throat> for those local to the area, we dropped the last T, so Toronto. Or if you, you, know, if you listen to 80s rock bands, it's Toronto. But uh, I'd like to do a pilgrimage there on Boxing Day, hit up four or five comic stores, see what's on sale. The sales used to be better. They're coming down as well in person even, so that's a bit disappointing. Oh, well, what can you do? There's deals to be had. Take advantage of them while you can, wherever you may be. All right, let's uh, take a look at this month in AE. I should mention that uh, as all these things are available in uh, print or on screen, I guess is more accurate, at aeindex.org. We're also on Facebook at uh, Facebook slash Artist Edition Index or Twitter at AE Index. I set up an Instagram account. I haven't done any with it yet. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it or how I'm going to use it. I was thinking about parlaying some of the images from the site, maybe getting Garner Smithers that way, but so far I haven't done anything with it. So when that uh, comes, I'll do more with it as well. I'm still slowly working on getting videos going. Uh, I was building a shooting rig and then that didn't work out and then couldn't really get the camera to where I wanted it to, so I'm still working on that. I'm hoping to have videos added to the site to make my promise come true to my Patreon patrons by the end of the year. Uh, speaking of that, you can support the site if you'd like to two ways. One is through uh, Patreon. You go to patreon.com slash index and you can 
support the site with a dollar a month or up to whatever amount you'd like. Yeah, a million would be good. But uh, that's unrealistic. I mean, 10,000 would be great. Um, as well, you can uh, use the affiliate links on the site. Every link I have on the site are, are affiliate links. So you click on an Amazon link. Now I've added uh, Indigo for the Canadian people who asked. If you click on an Indigo link, then uh, I get a small percentage of that coming to me from that purchase. So that's greatly appreciated. My best return for the affiliate links is from things from another world. So if you're in the domestic United States and like to order artist editions, please use the things from another world links. It would be greatly appreciated. All right, let's get to this month. I had um, some things from uh, the forums and nicely uh, our uh, Patreon patron Talon was kind enough to post a chart of the 10 longest gaps between AE format books. So he made up, he took the, my master list of sales data, which is the at the bottom of the artist edition index proper page. And um, he collated that to see what is the what is the biggest gap. So when one AE format was released, what's the next gap? So let's just run through that list. We're going to run through from 10 up. And interestingly, there's two ties. So number nine, which was a tie for nine and 10, we have Batman the Dark Knight Returns was released on May 2016 and there were 77 days between what came before that and that was Graham Ingalls EC Stories Artist Edition on March of 2016 before that we had uh, Will Eisner's The Spirit was released on April 2013 and there were 77 days uh, prior to that release was the Mad Artist Edition on January of 2013 And then for the 7th and 8th slots, two more ties. So Frank Thorne's Red Sonja Artist Edition was released on April of 2014. And 84 days before that was John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Volume 2 Artist Edition on January 2014. Then, interestingly, the next gap is from that volume, John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Volume 2 Artist Edition. 84 days before that, you have Jeff Smith's Bone the Great Cow Race Artist Edition on November 2013. Slot number 6 is a which I wouldn't uh, hey it, it's not my chart but uh, I was thankful he'd let me use it but he's got Ed Pisker's uh, the fan, Fantagraphic Studio Edition being released on January of 2020 and 98 days is Frank Thorne's Gita and Treasuries Volume 2 Gil Kane's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition was released on January of 2013 and it took a, it was 100 days before that that we had Alien the Illustrated Story the original art edition released on October of 2012. I remember picking that up and putting it aside. I, I bought my own Christmas gift. Too. The family wasn't sure what to get me, so I bought that at my local comic shop and gave it to my wife and said, here, th- tell the kids this is for me. They were they were young. They didn't know any better, so it all worked out. All right, number four on the old chart here. David Mazzuchelli's Daredevil Born Again Artist Edition was released on June of 2012, and it was 126 days before that that Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition was released on... February of 2012. Berkeley Breathes Bloom County Artist Edition was released on June of 2019 and was 161 days before that that Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition was released on January of 2019. That is unbelievable. That is, wow. That's I think that's the longest gap we've had yet uh, in recent years. As we move through this list, you'll see there are longer gaps. But Number two on the list, John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition was released on February 2012. And it was 182 days before that that we had Walter Simonson's The Mighty Thor Artist Edition on August 2011. And then that same book, 
350 Days Before That was Dave Stevens' The Rock the Artist Edition. Now, to put that into context, the top, those top two items, that's Artist Edition number one, Artist Edition number two, Artist Edition number three. So, at first it was a novelty that first year that passed, and then, as you can see, then we got six months, and then it started moving up. And then we are where we are now. But that uh, that's interesting that, that we had in 2019, we had a 161-day gap between volumes. Crazy. All right. Let's move on to the AENX poll for November. Always brought to us by another Patreon patron, David Jacoy. So thanks again for that, David. David gives me the question. I make it pretty on the website, and then I find the images. So it's a... Greatly appreciated uh, effort by David. So thank you very much. All right, the poll this month was, in the early 90s, Next Image Comics, Valiant was the other big name. The concept of a shared universe combined with cool characters and amazing art and a mix of old school writers and newcomers made Valiant a huge success. Which Valiant series should see the AE treatment? The question, which 90s Valiant series deserves the AE treatment? Let's start with position number five. Three votes. Rye and the Future Force, Sean Chen. Four votes, Magnus Robot Fighter by Art Nichols. Seven votes, Bloodshot, Don Perlin. Thirteen votes, Archer and Armstrong by Barry Windsor Smith. And then the landslide winner with 34 votes, Solar Man of the Atom, issues one to ten by Barry Windsor Smith. I must admit I voted for Solar Man of the Atom. Because I, I was already buying those Valiant books because of the uh, Windsor Smith interior art. I mean, awesome. And then when Miller did, uh, I think it was nine or twelve connecting covers, that was Wonderful. Then there was a there was a press poster, uh, a promo poster related released of that image. I've got that at home. So great. All right, that's the poll for November. Great stuff. Look for that uh, the fifteenth of every month. Uh, we put that up and it stays uh, pinned to the top of the website until the thirtieth or the thirty first, and then I unpin it, and so it goes back in rotation. But these votes I leave open. I'm going to readdress them in a year or two and just see. If uh, the votes stay alive or people are interested or what have you. All right, moving on. Monthly sales. So this is in this is November sales released by Diamond and collated by ICV2. And this is discussing books that came out in October. We had two AE format books released in October. John Byrne's Marvel Classics Artifact Edition and Frank Thorne's Gita and Erotic Treasury Volume 2. Thankfully... One made the list and one did not. So I'm going to let you guess which one. Burn. Yep, you got it. Came in at number 133 of 500. And the estimated sales of the initial month, 768. Uh, Frank Thorne's Gideon and Ron Treasury Volume 2 did not make the list. Uh, that's a 500 list. So that means the sales were less than 227, which was the number of sales from the position 500. Now that book was released as a Kickstarter and then through Diamond, so I would say a lot of the Kickstarter purchases obviously wouldn't count for that, so that is that. Let's look at out-of-print sales. Alright, so I updated the list, there's a lot going on, that's for sure. Uh, I don't know why I have some of my, some of them have links and some do not. I gotta figure out why that is. Alright, Sue, that is really strange. I'm gonna have to. I had links on the titles, so you click on the link, it goes to review, which makes sense. I'm always trying to get people to read the reviews, 
and then the price and the takes you to eBay. So that's pretty well how the chart works. For some reason, I copied the chart um, the previous month. I pasted in the new post. I update all the pricing and then I go live. But I'm looking at this chart here, and about 30% of my titles don't have aren't linking to the reviews anymore. So I'm gonna have to fix that. All right, let's get going. Not uh, not a lot of sales on eBay for October. So let's look at what did sell. One copy of Best of EC Comics Volume One, 134.99. So not bad. One copy of Dave Gibbons Watchmen Artifact Edition sold for 79.99. Two copies of Dave Stevens Rocketeer Artist Edition First Print sold for an average of 164.39. Two copies of David Mazzucchelli's Devil Born Again Artist Edition sold for an average of 213.75. Two copies of Don Rose's The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck Volume 1 sold for an average of $70.49. So quite a bargain there. One copy of Frank Miller's Sin City, The Hard to Get By, Curator's Collection, sold for $115.22. Three copies of Gene Colon's Tomb of Dracula Artist Edition for an average of $85.66. Two copies of Go Kane's Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition for an average of $97.47. One copy of Jack Davis's EC Stories Artist Edition for $125. Two copies of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, The World's Greatest Artist Edition, for an average of 95. One copy of Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition, an average, oh, sorry, no average, 140. Two copies of Joe Kubert's Tarzan of the Apes Artist Edition, for an average of 67.50. Bargain, bargain, bargain. Uh, one copy of John Buscema's Silver Surfer Artist Edition, for 109.99. One copy of John Byrne's Fantastic Four Artist Edition, for 122.91. One copy of John Byrne's X-Men Artifact Edition for $179.99. One copy of John Romita's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition Volume 2 for $119.99. Two copies of Lone Wolf and Cub Gallery Edition for an average of $64. One copy of Marvel Covers Artist Edition First Print for $135. Three copies of P. Craig Russell's Strange Dreams Artist Edition for an average of $68.66. Man, this book has been out of print or unavailable and sat on this list forever. And this thing had no sales for months and months and months. And la the last few months, there's been a steady uh, number of sales from that book. It is, it's very nice. What what ails you, Stephen? It's just so great. All right. Sergio Aragonas grew the one R edition, one copy of seventy nine ninety nine. Two copies of Stranko Nick Fury, Agent of Shield R edition, first print, averaging one thirty ninety seven. One copy of the Prisoner original art edition for twenty seven ninety nine. Wow, that's that's. Oof. I want to say $75 US cover book, which was insane at the time, and I think I went on and on about that, but that's, that's, wow, that's a great bargain. One copy of Usagi Jimbo, The Artist, and Other Stories for sold for 105. One copy of Wally Wood's EC Stories, Artist Edition, sold, first print, sold for 185. Three copies of Walter Simonson's Thor, Artist Edition, sold for an average of 85. One copy of Will Eisner's The Spirit, Artist Edition, sold for 150. So again, I should mention that, uh, oh, you know, when I, when I was talking about the sales, I also forgot Graffiti Designs is offering 30% off uh, any any purchase over 50 And their shipping is not too bad. It's uh, They don't use media mail either, but it's a little bit less than, uh, I mean, IDW is really high at this point. But, uh, yeah, you should definitely take advantage of that Graffiti Designs sale. I'm on a newsletter, and it's funny, it's it, it kind of, <laughs> It says it comes from Bob Chapman, who's the president of graffiti, but that's interesting. All right. Uh, I was going to mention, then I got sidetracked because the mail came in, and I'm you know getting older and my attention span is getting shorter. But 
when I look at these eBay sales, I, I look at, you know, I click on the price, you can bring it up, I check sold listings, that's how I do it. I mean, I, I bring up the search, I check sold listings, and we need, we see what happened last month. That's basically how I do it. And it's the variant editions that sell for a lot of money and seem to have the bigger turnover on eBay. I track the standard editions because I don't want to start getting into all the variants because, you know, there could be a lot of variants, and I don't want to start listing each and every one of them. But like the uh, Dave Gibbons... Watchman Artifact Edition. The, it's the variant that sells online all the time. Same with a, a lot of the other books. The the, the Jim Lee variants are one of the... I forget which one is. One's insane. And then uh, it just gets <laughs> a little better. But, yeah, interesting. Um, that's sales numbers. I am flying along in the old podcast here. I'm, maybe we have to rework this and think about it. I got a... Uh, Got a letter this month. Got two letters actually. David Jacoy reached out to me to let me know about that Amazon uh, Germany sale. I was already full into it. I didn't order any AE format books because I buy them all immediately when they're released. So I did get a bunch of uh, Golden Age Omnibuses, DC Golden Age Omnibuses I was missing. I'm buying the Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman Golden Age Omnibuses. So they've been pretty great and their sales are wonderful. Um, yeah. Oh, so the letter was from. Uh, I'm scrolling. Scott C. I won't give his last name because I'm trying not to give last names. And he mentioned that he uh, has ever been talk of an Art of Ruse artist edition. So that's uh, which Geis, Geis, Geese, G-U-I-C-E. I think I never know how to pronounce that guy's last name. I'll go with Geis. Um, he has a friend who has 300 of the pages. And he was asking if it's ever, if there's any knowledge of, was that going to be an artist edition? And I said, I'm not sure. They'll cross-gen. And he mentioned that uh, Marvel had the rights, at least at one point, because Marvel released a trade of the first four issues. Now, I, I remember picking that up when it came out and loving the artwork. It was a great, really nice period piece. And I would love to see that as an artist edition. So, who handles Marvel artist editions? Uh, Scott Dunbeer. So, Scott, if you're listening... Here's, uh, I can forge the info. Somebody's got 300 pages of uh, ruse, and we'd like to see an artist edition. There you go. Very nice. What else is going on? Uh, I made some updates to the website. I'm having some troubles with some things, uh, my watermarks on some newest things, especially uh, one review this month, and that was, let's have a look. Roy G. Krenkel, Father of Heroic Fantasy, a Centennial Celebration. This is my one review this month. And I mentioned at the top, this is a departure here for reviews in the Arts Edition Index. So this is not a book of scanned comic art, but it includes comic art and it's a book of scanned art. So it should fit in, It should fit right in. And I uh, I wanted to review it. Um, overall editor was Scott Dunbeer. And uh, designed by Randall Dalk, so a team we know from IDW. Let me give you the blurb. Roy G. Krenkel illustrated numerous works by Edgar Rice Burroughs, Robert E. Howard, Lynn Carter, and more. But many of Krenkel's works. Oh, interesting. They spell crinkles wrong in the blurb. What he called his doodles in a characteristically self-effacing manner were rarely seen by even his biggest fans. And while many of Roy's doodles were simply simple drawings, many were finished illustrations done for the pure pleasure of creating art. Most of the images in this book are published here for the first time, very first time, courtesy of and with the full cooperation of the Crinkle Estate. And nearly all have been painstakingly scanned for the original art in a manner akin to IDW's Eisner Award-winning Artist Edition series. With the gold being to showcase Krenkel's gorgeous original art in a way it has never been seen before. While the realms of science fiction, heroic fantasy, paleontology, and historical reconstruction were 
particular specialties of Roy's, his pen, brush, and palette knew no boundaries. Nine inches by 14 inches, 304 pages, hardcover. 59.99 US, released on November 6th. Interesting, it states uh, cooperation in the Crankle Estate because the two editors of the book, Andrew Stephen Damitz and Barry Klugerman, are both um, work for the Crinkle Estate. And then we have, let's see the credits here. It says, edited yeah, edited by Andrew Stephen Damitz, sorry, and Scott Denbury, sorry, designed by Randall Dalk, image scanning by Ralph Vincelli, or Vincelli. And then we've got the book, which is organized into chapters, Ancient Worlds, Early Inspiration, E.R. Burroughs, Roy and His Friends, Sirens and Sibyls, Paleo Wonders, Robert E. Howard, Enchantments, Pulps and Machines, Warren and Others, and Into the Wild. And uh, like it said, and like I say in the review, you know, read that in, read that blurb again because most of these works are unfinished. Now that does not mean they aren't gorgeous. There are many wonderful pieces in here. I mean, I do. My eye does gravitate more towards the finished work. I admit it. And my favorite piece in the book is a. F- well, I'm not sure it's a finished piece. It's a piece. Uh, looks like a Tibetan monk, or an Eastern monk for sure, with some the folds of cloth. It's really, really gorgeous. And then lots of, lots of great illustrations. And there's little, um, called them, sh- I didn't realize they were called shoulder notes, but apparently those notes uh, on the side of an image or in a picture are called shoulder notes. So I, I'm uh, happy to learn something new in this review. Interestingly, I mean, the very few of the images have notes over to the side. They're all underneath. So is that still a shoulder note? I don't know. Is that a caption? Ah, doesn't matter. Anyway, the material really varies in this book. Uh, the production is, is really nice. Uh, good quality paper. Um, I'd like it a bit thicker because you see, if you look at the look at the images of the review, first of all, never, never go by what I say on the podcast. Go to the website and have a look for yourself. But if there's a larger image on the previous page, then it, it, it bleeds through. Like you see a lot of shadow, which is disappointing. Uh, it is a really nice looking book, though. I like the paper. It feels good. A little, if it was a little thicker, I think we'd be... We'd be all set there. And um, the writer of the notes, the two uh, the two people from the uh, Crinkle Estate there, they make a lot of interesting notes, and they try and let you know where, what period the art was done from. And really, it really varies. Like, there's, there's some just dark, almost like he's used blobs of paint to do it, and then there's some really fine brushwork, and there's everything in between. There's a beautiful illustration done with a red ballpoint pen and it just goes from there and when you flip through you know you're flipping pages and I, I mentioned this in review but you hit this image and you think whoa is that that that's Michael Kaluta I mean the the design of the machines and things it just looks so much like Kaluta it's unbelievable and then other things you look at and you think whoa is that Jeff Jones and it's just it's interesting to see how Krenkel influenced these people and especially that it seems that studio you know where uh, Kaluta and Jones shared studio with uh, Smith and somebody else. I forget who the other... Oh, uh, Wrightson. But yeah, really interesting stuff. And then uh, there's comparisons in the book there. They've got a, He's got a rough and then an almost finished piece a couple times. and Just really nice. Um, there's uh, that, Roy and his, that, that chapter, Roy and his friends. I don't know. It didn't really do anything for me. I don't even think I included an image from it because it's just... It's letters and um, pictures that... I'm not sure fit in with the book as much as um, you'd like as far as flipping through and seeing art. 
I would have liked some sort of biography. I was unfamiliar with Crankle completely. I bought the book based on what it looked like and that it was coming from IDW and Scott Dunbeer. That's really why I bought it. And I enjoyed it. I, I did book did not make me a fan of Crankle, uh, but it made me an uh, appreciator of the work. And, uh, you know, that's, that, that's probably not fair because I am a fan of some pieces of this book and I absolutely think they're stunning. But overall, I'm, am I going to go out now and say, oh, I've got to get, uh, got to get, maybe I should get books of completed crinkle work and maybe that would sway me. But I don't know, it's a tough call. Coming in on somebody's doodles maybe isn't the way to go when you want to get in on an artist. This is probably more for people who already have an appreciation of crinkle and have those works and then want to see a little bit more. So I can see for myself many artists that I would pick something like this up just to see the background process is the what's happening like you know Windsor Smith is an example of the we just spoke about them in the Valiant Pole I mean I'd love to see this kind of thing from Windsor Smith or from many people but as I said maybe I wasn't the target audience for this and I don't want to be unduly critical uh, it was interesting to see somebody uh, registered for the forums and made a comment that he felt I was too harsh and I thought that was interesting it was but I appreciate that they registered on the forums and made their comment known I don't have comments on the website just because I don't want to manage them. That's what it comes down to. I'd prefer to keep comments on the forum and just go from there. And I appreciate that, the back and forth and what uh, that makes itself available for. All right, that's the review. Um, I am umming a lot today, and I apologize. I'm also yawning a lot, so I'm pausing my recording constantly, and I'm trying to cut those bits out. So we'll see how that final editing goes. I forgot to do the um, shipping changes. So uh, before I do that, and I normally do this before the reviews, but I just should reiterate that everything we talk about on the on this podcast is available at aindex.org. Uh, you can support the site through Patreon, Patreon slash aindex, or there's a Patreon link on every page of my site. I encourage everyone to sign up for the newsletter. It's at the bottom of every page on, on the site. A newsletter goes out on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. And that contains links for everything that appeared on the site the week before. So there's no need to try and keep up or what's happening. You can, boom, you can get your weekly email and you know instantly what's happened on the site and catch up on all the events. All right. Some changes this month. Star Wars Artisan Edition canceled. Uh, doesn't look to be rescheduled. Diamond removed it from their site. There's been no announcement from IDW about it. And Diamond also canceled any pre-orders. Spoke with my local comic shop about that, and they just had the. It was removed from Diamond about you know, a week and a half ago, and then this last invoice for comic shops, the pre-orders were canceled. So that's interesting. Original art, Daniel Klaus, Fantagraphic Studio Edition, moved to February twelfth. That was a week bump, and then Nexus, the newspaper strips, Volume One, the Coming of Gormando Artist Edition, moved twice. So it's now March 18th. There's also been a bit of controversy about this book because on the Dark Horse website, it's now listed as $150 as opposed to $100 that it was listed for. I mean, the solicitations are just that, subject to change. But we still don't know what this book is. We don't know if it's like the giant Marvel editions of like Kirby is Fantastic where it's just blown up comic art at a big size or if it is in fact an artist edition where it scans the original art. We don't know. Um, Steve Rude's team, I don't know who handles their emails, didn't get back to me. Dark Horse declined to take part in an interview about the book, and they have not posted any 
previews up on their, on their website yet, so we really don't know what this book is. The nice thing is because it's a Dark Horse book, it will be available on all your online outlets. At some point, we should see a discount. It's available from your local comic shop. It's available from a lot of places. So if you don't feel the pressure to pre-order, then don't. But pick it up when it's released. That way you'll know what's happening. As well, you know, the, the year is going to close out. And we're not going to have any more artist editions. The last artist edition format book to be released, Frank Thorne's Gideon Erotic Treasury Volume 2, October 16th. I have heard word that... We should see, oh, and that was volume 111. There has been 111 AE format books, according to my master list on the site. Um, Wayne Allen Herald uh, sent out a newsletter. The books have arrived, arrived at his house. So P. Craig Russell's The Selfish Giant and Other Stories Find Our Edition will be out shipping to the, I want to say Kickstarter, but I don't know if it's an Indiegogo and a Kickstarter. I forget which where that was, but so the, what would that be called? The crowdfunding. Those who crowdfunded this book will get it this in the month of December. I'm saying this month because it is December now. But it is being released through Diamond in January. So as the year closes out and I look at top AE books of 2019, P. Craig Russell's The Selfish Giant and Other Stories Final Edition will not be appearing on the list. Because it's being released through Diamond in January, I'm going to leave it for the 2020 list. So if you want to look ahead and give your thought to some votes, we have one, two, three, four, five, six AE format books were released in 2019. Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition, Berkeley Breathes Bloom County Artist Edition, Walter Simonson Star Wars Artist Edition, Spawn Vault Edition 2, John Burns Marvel Classics Artifact Edition, and Frank Thorne's Gita and Erotic Treasury Volume 2. Those keeping count at home, that is four artist editions or AE format books, that is what Scott Dunbeer has said repeatedly, that that is his target for each and every year. Now he does not want to release more than four. And that was one from Image and one from Hermes Press. I don't believe we're actually going to get anything else from Hermes Press. Image, I thought it was going to be Spawn 1 and done. um, Image has so much material available, so many artists, but I think it's because they have to look after their, you know, Image is sort of, uh, we'll do the printing for you and you, they take a flat percentage for that, and the rest is up to the creative team. I think that's what's holding back creative teams from putting out AE format books. But again, if you look at this list, we did not see anything from Graffiti Designs in 2019. We did not see anything from Wayne Allen Hill Productions in 2019. We did not see Fantagraphics. We did not see Kitchen Sink. We did not see Dynamite. We did not see Dark Horse. People who... We did not see Titan. These are publishers that we've seen something from every year, every other year. And that's slowed down even that much where we're limited to these six books. Let's hope, you know, publishers, I was really hoping that these other publishers would be releasing at least one a year. You know, just give us one. I know Bob Chapman said he was really hoping to get that Sandman out in 2019, but that's pushed to 2020. So maybe we'll see two in 2020. I don't know. Those who... um, Support me on Patreon. Can I did a post about uh, the, my chat with Bob Chapman, what he has coming out for 2020, and what his plans are for um, Dave Mazzuchelli's Batman Year One. So, if you're interested to see that, please sign up for Patreon. All right, that wraps up for the month. Thank you for joining me. I was off to a slow start there, but uh, things got rolling a bit. Please. Shoot me an email, scott at aenx.org. Any of your questions, I love to answer questions. I love to look up my in my volumes and try and look at things. 
uh, I will be doing some, hopefully, some different things uh, as uh, new things approach. When you look at this list and you say, whoa, six volumes in 2019, that's one review every other month. So I'm trying to review other books. I'm trying to have one review a month at least where I can keep you know, things moving, rolling on the site, try and provide some value to my Patreon patrons. All right, so thank you for joining me. Again, everything can be found at aeindex.org. Find us on Facebook, slash Index, or on Twitter at aeindex. Thanks, and we'll talk again next month. <laughs>